listening to Friday Night Zombie, the podcast for all things undead. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Friday Night Zombie. I'm the Blacksmith, and this is your weekly dose of the apocalypse. And it's also episode 10 of Friday Night Zombie, so that's pretty exciting. 10 episodes. Wow. And I only took a better part of a year, but, you know, had those long breaks. But, back now, so here to talk to you about zombies. You know, I was watching the uh, Night of the Living Dead the other day, the original. Um, got the uh, 40th anniversary DVD a while back and decided to give it another watch, which, by the way, if you haven't picked up that 40th anniversary edition DVD, do so. It's got a gorgeous transfer. The, the picture is just really super crisp and clear, and it, it's just great. Lots of awesome special features, too. And you can tell it's the right one if on the front it says George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead in big red font, and then has uh, George Romero's signature under that. That's how you know it's the official one. There was a 30th anniversary one, which was not licensed by any means, and they put new scenes in the movie, and it's just, ugh, it's awful. But the 40th anniversary, that's the one you want. And it does say on the back somewhere, like in the description, that it's a special 40th anniversary edition. So look for that. But anyway, I was watching that, I got to thinking, you know, pretty much everybody, with a few exceptions, um, says that their favorite Romero movie is either Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. With a few people who prefer Day and really, really small amount who prefer one of the other three. Um, but usually it comes down to Dawn or Night. And the Dawn of the Dead people usually also, you know, have a favorite cut of the movie because there's so many different ones. But... I gotta go with Night of the Living Dead for mine. I just... That movie, to me, is one of... I, I have a few movies that I consider to be basically flawless, and that's one of them. Um, it's just everything about it is just right. Yeah, there's a few technical mistakes, like the uh, really obvious cut in the basement, where they're just kind of eyeballing it on a small screen for whatever reason. I don't know exactly how the film process worked back then and why they had to do that, but... Yeah, there's just a few things that don't quite make sense, but but as far as storytelling and and just uh just the way it's shot and the music and really just interesting things that with the cinematography and the direction and everything and the acting and everything about it is just perfect in my opinion. I just I love it and it is to me the ultimate zombie movie. It's got everything I love about it. Dawn of the Dead on the other hand, it has some issues to me. Um, the the pink blood being a big one, I just that really takes me out of the moment. And just the zombie makeup in general, I don't think is very good. Now, it probably didn't look great on the set of Night of the Living Dead either. It was probably actually worse. But in black and white, those zombies look really great. Um, Bill Heinzman's zombie, the graveyard zombie, you know, okay, yeah, he, he doesn't really look that zombie-ish, except for... You know, his facial expressions are really well done, but just the makeup isn't that zombie-ish, but, you know, I, I actually kind of like that, because the movie sort of lulls you into this, you know, you see the graveyard zombie, and he's 
moving around all over the place and it's kind of goofy and you're like okay clearly this is a dated movie then you get further in and it starts to get more and more disturbing and legitimately scary with the zombies you know with uh, the gore and then you know the scene where they're eating people and everything and it, with the weird music and stuff and it just it, it tricks you into uh, letting your guard down at the beginning so but anyway so I, I just but uh yeah as far as Dawn of the Dead um and, and some of the the lines are just they seem like weird things to say and the delivery is kind of weird sometimes I don't know I feel that way about a lot of 70s movies. It just seems weird to me, the way people talked and stuff back then. But Night of the Living Dead, man, I love that movie. I really do. I gotta go with a Camp Night of the Living Dead when it comes to that debate. Which is something I could probably cover in a Zomtroversy at some point, but I mean, I don't know what more there is to say about it than what I've just said. Um, But as always, if you have something to contribute to it, feel free to email me at FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about, you know, which one's better, night or dawn, the eternal debate of Romero fans. So anyway, that was just something I was thinking about the other day when I was watching it. I also watched the uh, one of the commentaries. There's two on that DVD. I watched the one with George Romero and some of the other people who worked on the film, and that was really interesting. I, I definitely recommend watching that if you're interested in, you know, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that go into a lot of information about the making of the movie. They also talk some about... Uh, Dwayne Jones, the actor who played Ben, um, who tragically died at a relatively young age, um, which is unfortunate. Bill Heinzman's gone too. We lost him a couple of years ago, but uh, at least we still have George Romero, so that's always awesome. And I'm pretty sure Judith O'Day is still alive, so that's really cool. Anyway, there's not a lot of news this week, so in fact, I don't think there's any. I haven't heard anything about stuff going on in the zombie-verse lately, so I'll just skip right past the news and go right into the zomtroversy. You're not running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget pitching an audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. You're talking about... Romero's second trilogy, if you want to call it that. It's, uh... I've never really considered any of his movies to be part of the same story, even though I guess technically they're supposed to be. I just kind of treat them separately in my mind. But the second three movies, Land, Diary, and Survival, it's, you know, definitely safe to say they're controversial within the uh, zombie fan community. You know, Land gets criticized for being a big-budget action movie rather than, an you know, an introspective uh, look at society and consumerism like the other, like the previous three films, although I would say Night of the Living Dead was more of largely unintentional commentary on those things, but regardless. Um, and then Diary of the Dead, it just it gets kind of a bad rep for being found footage which a lot of people don't like, and then Survival, just a lot of people don't like the story or the characters and don't find them interesting. So Overall, there's just this kind of general consensus amongst a lot of zombie fans that Romero lost his touch after Day. Um, personally, Land is one of my favorite zombie movies. I love Land of the Dead. Um, it's one of the earlier zombie movies I saw when I was first becoming a fan, so I'm sure that has something to do with it, but I really think it's a good movie. Um, I've only ever seen, to my re- recollection, I've only ever seen the uh, unrated cut, but 
so maybe that has something to do with it but i thought it was quality i liked the characters the uh the girl um the guy played by the mentalist actor i, I can't remember the names of these characters sorry it's been a while, while since i've watched land i need to put it in sometime again but uh and then the uh um dennis hopper's character was awesome so i don't know i found them all interesting and layered and i thought the story was really cool with you know this kind of new society that's been set up in the wake of the zombie apocalypse where the rich you know guy rules at the top of this big huge building where they they keep everybody safe but then the lower you go the more desperate it gets and to the point where the people on the bottom are the ones who have to go out on runs and stuff and everybody at the top is living in luxury and it's just a really interesting uh you know, look at society, and I would say it is just as much an introspective look at society as the first three movies, maybe more so. Um, it's at least more direct. So I think it's a quality movie. Diary, I like it. I like found footage in general. I I find it easy to get immersed in those movies. I know some people don't. They still, you know, can't get it out of their head that it's a movie, so the found footage just makes it seem like a low-quality movie. For me, I it sucks me in and makes it feel like I'm watching something that is actually found footage. So I really like that one. Um, I really like the character, the uh, Amish guy. He was pretty awesome. The rest of the characters, eh, take him or leave him. But just the concept I thought was really cool. And there was some pretty sweet zombie effects. So, you know, it is what it is. I like it better than day. I'll say that much. Um, and survival, I enjoy. It's my least favorite, but of all the Romero films, but it is, I think it's still a compelling story, and I think it still makes some interesting new points about the zombies and comes up with new ideas about them. The idea of whether or not they could eat animals or learn to eat other sources when the humans are starting to really die out. It's a, it's just, you know, got some interesting ideas to it, and I like the smaller scale, you know, family feud type of theme going on. You know, I just, I don't think George Romero has lost his creativity. Um, even if the execution, you know, in some cases is sort of questionable in the last three. I think overall, they're still good movies and still, you know, I put them right beside the other three on my shelf. So, and like I said, Day of the Dead, I, I'm not the biggest fan of. I like the effects. Tom Savini's amazing, but overall, not a huge Day of the Dead person. Um, sorry to everyone I just offended by saying that, but it's true. So, what do you think about the second Romero trilogy? Um, do you think it's a worthy addition to his legacy, or do you think that it goes down the same path that, you know, a lot of people think George Lucas went down, or uh, Peter Jackson, you know, making three other movies when they shouldn't have? In my case, I like the prequels to the Star Wars saga, and I like the Hobbit movies, but you know what I mean, a lot of people don't. So are you in that camp when it comes to the Romero movies, or do you think they're good? Um, you know, Let me know, FridayNightZombie at gmail.com, um, and I'll read your opinion on the show, or play it on the show if you submit an audio file. Either way is fine. Just, you know, please no interpretive dance. That just gets confusing. Anyway, moving on to the reviews... Now, I said reviews, but 
sort of doing one review this week, sort of doing two. Like I said, I watched Night of the Living Dead again recently, and frankly, I'm just not happy with my other original review of that on the podcast. I, I don't think I did a very good job. So I'm going to give that one another shot, because it is a movie that really deserves a, a better review. So I'm going to review that, and then I'm going to review uh, the first commentary on the DVD, and that'll just be a pretty quick review, just a few thoughts on it. So starting with the movie proper, you know, as I've said before, it's my favorite zombie movie. I think it's the best zombie movie ever made. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, it really does just have such, you know, just tight editing. Um, to some degree, the the uh, studio, um, not studio, but the uh, distributor, rather, had something to do with that. They had him trim down some of the excess dialogue and stuff in the movie, and what ended up being the final result is just a really nice, balanced movie. You know, the action, the horror, the dialogue, everything is just really well-balanced throughout it. It's just a very well-constructed film in a lot of ways. And beyond just writing and editing, um, the cinematography is just very clever in a lot of ways. Uh, kind of just certain weird things like, uh, and this is going to be spoiler-filled, you know, it's a movie from 1968, come on. Um, <laughs> but this Helen's death, for instance, uh, when her daughter is stabbing her with the trowel, it's a very bizarre way to shoot that scene, you know, with the modulated high-pitched screams and the shadows of the trowel coming down and everything instead of actually just doing a more direct effect. It's it's just, there's things like that in the movie that are just like, wow, I, I would never have thought to shoot that scene that way, but George Romero did, and it's and it's just brilliant. Um, and the whole movie is, like I said, filled with examples like that. So there's that, the, the uh, acting, even though, you know, it was a fairly low-budget production, and it was mostly, you know, people they knew, you know, personally, and that's why they're in the movie... The acting is really well done throughout the movie. Yeah, some of it's a little over the top or a little bit, you know, you can tell people are like, what the heck am I talking about? You know, zombies, what is this? Um, but for the most part, it's very believable. Um, you know, Barbara, although I don't think she's the best example of a female protagonist because she completely loses it partway through the movie and then is useless the rest of the time. Um, but... Yeah, Judith O'Day acts the role very well. Um, ben, oh my gosh, Dwayne Jones as Ben is just, I mean, he's a legend for that role. He's He did an incredible job of portraying that character. And um, from what they said in the commentary, which I'll get to in a bit, but from what they've said on that, uh, he actually had a lot of a, a lot of impact on what that character became because originally it was going to be just a... Ben was just supposed to be just sort of this tough, you know, trucker and not that easy to sympathize with and stuff, but Dwayne Jones really wanted to do something different with the character, and they let him, and thank goodness, because he's one of the most interesting, compelling characters in any zombie movie ever. Um, the, only, the only mistake I would say, possible mistake, is when he punches Barbara, because it does seem just so out of character, and even George Romero, I think, in the commentary admitted that it was just because it was already in the script and they needed it there to move the plot in the direction that they planned. So, But minor gripe, for the most part, Ben is awesome. Um, Judith Ridley is Helen. 
uh, I can't remember a lot of the actors and actresses' names, but um, all of them, you know, uh, Helen, um, Tom and Judy, uh, Harry, the kid, I mean, everybody in this movie does a great job and really just plays it honestly and authentically, and, you know, just becomes these characters so well for such a low-budget production that it, the acting is stellar. Uh, Chili Billy Cardill, um, whose daughter Lori Cardill is the protagonist, in Day of the Dead, she plays that role, but her dad, you know, he was an actual, uh, you know, TV or radio personality, I don't know which, but, you know, he actually was this guy who went around, you know, and interviewed people and stuff, and so that's what he played in the movie, um, and was, they, his character was as his actual name in the film, he did a great job, you know, he played it like he was actually out there talking to the the uh, posse chief and stuff about a real thing that was going on, and and we we can't forget the uh, posse chief who has such great lines as you know, well they're dead, they're all messed up. It's just his delivery is just <laughs> so hilarious in that movie. Um, so yeah, the acting, the, everything about this movie is just great. The soundtrack I think gets overlooked a lot too, but that's freaking fantastic, and also the fact that they redid the soundtrack in that awful 30th anniversary is a crime against humanity. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I try not to think about that 30th anniversary thing too much. So yeah, overall, Night of the Living Dead is famous for a reason. You know, it's a very, very well-made film, especially considering the budget he was working with and how unprecedented any sort of, not just zombie movies, but any horror like that was. Horror just was not that scary before Night of the Living Dead. He changed the genre. George A. Romero, you're the man, you're awesome, and you're still awesome, but 1968, you were awesome back then, and eventually I'm going to stop saying George Romero's awesome <laughs> and just get on to the point, which is that my opinion is still Night of the Living Dead, 10 out of 10 boomsticks. Hail to the king, baby. Now, I'm going to try something new on the podcast. I haven't done this before. And that's reading a bit of original fiction that I've written. Um, just a little zombie short story. It's one I wrote for a class last semester. Um... It's pretty rough. It's just a first draft. I might polish it up at some point and try and, you know, submit it somewhere right now. It just sort of has an abrupt ending because I didn't know where to end it. And it, it's just, like I said, it's a little rough. But I, I think it's suitable at least to read on here and see what you guys think. So it's called Beans. Do we have any of those beans left? Kate asked me. Although she'd never showed intentionally, I could tell by the quiver in her voice that she was getting weak. We had been rationing more and more extremely over the past few weeks, and I was starting to think we had passed the point of no return. Even if we tried to escape and find more food, we didn't have the strength to fight our way through the undead. I stood up, shutting my eyes for a moment, as I felt the blood rush from my head. When was the last time I had more than a few bites to eat? I'll check, I said think we're just down to corn, though. I made my way over to the bedroom, the sounds of scratching from outside growing louder. We both decided that staying in the middle of the house was safer, but I think the real reason we spent most of our time there was to escape the noise. 
It was constant. A slow, rhythmic pulse of worn fingers on wood. So far the boards had held, but that didn't make it any less terrifying. Looking around the room, our predicament really sunk in for the first time. There were empty cans and bottles and packages lying around. Some in cardboard boxes, some just tossed on the floor. We consume so damn much, I found myself thinking. Why is the human body so greedy? I pushed a couple of empty boxes aside, digging deeper for what precious little remained of our supplies. At least those bastards will starve too. I raised a middle finger at the cracks of light coming from between the hastily nailed planks and smiled. My other hand touched something soft. It was soft, and it was warm, and it moved at my touch. I screamed and fell back, and I could hear Kate coming as quickly as her body would allow. "'Are you okay?' she said. I nodded, but pointed behind the boxes, scooting back. "'There's something alive in there. I don't think it's one of them. It was warm.' After we had both stared in silence for a moment, a small hand pushed one of the boxes aside. A dirty, skinny boy stood up, looking about as terrified as we were. "'You little shit,' Kate said, and reached for the kid, grabbing him by his arm. "'You've been eating our food!' I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I pulled Kate away from him, and she let go, too frail to hold on. "'What are you doing?' I said. Tears started to flow down her cheeks. "'This little... he's been hiding in here, eating all her food!' She turned to the boy, who was scared beyond crying. "'How did you even get in here? How long have you been hiding here?' His mouth moved, but words came slowly. "'I... not long. I'm sorry. I made a hole in the bathroom window and snuck in. My blood turned cold at that. I heard a crash and a moan from the other side of the house, around the area of the bathroom. Suddenly, our food problem seemed far less important.' So, yeah, that's Beans. Hope you liked it. Um, upon rereading it, I'm a, I'm a little bit happier with it um, than I had been before, but could still use a lot of work, so that might happen in the future. Anyway, that's about all I've got for you this week. It's a bit of a short episode, but, you know, there's just not a lot going on right now uh, as far as zombies. Um, you know, like I've said before, feedback, feedback, feedback. If you guys send me some stuff to read or audio files to play, it's really going to help fill out the show more, especially on these slow news weeks. So please, FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Give me what you got, and you can be on the podcast. Good deal for us both. And if you like the podcast, feel free to hit subscribe on iTunes or whatever other podcasting service you're using to listen to this. Um, feel free to rate and leave a review whatever you know anything like that helps you know more people find the podcast share it with your friends if you liked it you know if you got friends who are into zombies let's try to just build keep building this community up and yeah good deal all right i'll see you next week guys until then lock your doors and remember to aim for the head